welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. We pray in the name of Jesus that right now Cindy's mouth, we've prayed this every service, her mouth, her mind, and her heart would be yours. That her mouth would be the mouth of Jesus, her heart would be the heart of Jesus, and her mind would be the mind of Christ. And we pray that every word that proceeds from her mouth, Father, will go directly by the Holy Spirit's power into our hearts and activate your body. We said it again, Jesus, there is no thing that's called a sedentary Christian life. There is an activated Christian life. And so we're praying, Jesus, today that your word would plant deep inside of us. Stir us, God, to affection, to do for your kingdom what it is that you've called us to do. The power resides in you, but you're looking for some hands and feet. And so we pray today, Jesus, that you would activate. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you welcome Cindy? Am I on now? Am I on? Woo! Okay, good. I'm laughing because last time I had to go to the restroom in between and I was like, make sure it's off. <laughs> we don't want any visitors. The, um, today we are going to be talking about abiding and knowing the Holy Spirit Walking so close to him that we hear his voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. Um, I have some slides up here. I just want to show you this verse in Romans 8, 14. That all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Father wants us to be led by him. We don't want to do anything on our own. We only want to do what we hear the Father tell us to do. I, um, as I'm in the States and, and going around, I love our country. I love our country. I just have to say, every time I come back and you're standing in that visa line, which we leave later tonight, <laughs> I'm always like, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> our country is special, my friends. It is so, so good. Um, but I know some of us have our little coffee cups in here. We have our favorite coffee cup, and we use it every morning. In fact, sometimes we take it with us when we go. (laughs) And you know what? I want to be the Lord's favorite coffee cup. That every morning he says, you know what, Cindy, I want to use you. I want to use you. Pick me, Father. Before you use it this morning, you probably had to clean. I want to go and tell your people. I want to go and tell them. Do you know before you use it this morning, you probably had to clean it out because it had yesterday's creamer in there or some other things. We need to be cleaned before we're used by the Holy Spirit. But we want to say, Father God, hear my, send me, choose me to go and tell your people. Um, I want to show you about, a little bit about Cindy's Hope. Here's some of my very special little girls. These ones are in Kenya. Cindy's Hope is in Kenya and Rwanda. And we have, oh, see, aren't they? You just want to hug them. They're so cute. And uh, we moved to Kenya, my family. My boys are 2, 6, and 11. And I'm, you'll see my Diego outside now. He was two years old when we moved to Kenya. He is, will be 17 next week. I'm still only 25. But, um, you know, when you go on missions, God does supernatural things through your life. So you all want to come. Over. Um, go ahead to the next slide. Um, we also have... At Cindy's Hope Kenya, we have Somalis, we have Ethiopians, we have Kenyans, South Sudanese, we have Rwandans, Ugandans, we have East Africa represented because the Lord wants to tell his people about him. You don't even have to go to all those nations. In fact, 
Because you're sowing into Cindy's hope, we're sowing into the nations there. So here's one of our little girls, and she is learning at Cindy's hope. In fact, when COVID um, started last March, we closed that school in the downtown. It's very congested in that area. People are living like on top of each other. There's like little tinfoil houses and no toilets. And uh, we closed that school, moved all the kids up here to this campus that's 10 acres. We never ran out of food. No one ever got COVID. And we just continued going to school all throughout the year. Amen. Praise Jesus. Go ahead to the next slide. God is a good, good God. And he's calling us. He wants you, not just me, to go to Africa. In fact, he called, um, go to the next one for me. He wanted me to go to Rwanda. I have a very good friend that works in prison ministry. He said, Cindy, they need you in Rwanda. They have like 65 to 1 student-teacher ratio. We need schools there. If you're a mom, if you're a teacher, 65 to 1 isn't really, but I don't really want to go. I don't want to go. Do you know, um, next to me, he does it in different ways. Actually, when the Lord speaks to me, he does it in different ways. And one of the ways he speaks to me is in his word. So this particular time, not only did my friend say, Cindy, you need to go to Rwanda, and he said it a few times, (laughs) but then the Lord said, do you know that, Cindy, if you don't go, I will raise up somebody else to go for you because I want this work done. God is calling you to do something. Whether he's asking you to go to Rwanda, whether he's asking you to teach men's Bible study, whether he's asking you to homeschool your kids, he is calling you. He's calling you. And we think, no, it's hard. I don't know how to do it. And he's like, okay, I'll pick somebody else. I'll pick somebody else. If you've ever played sports, who likes to ride the pine? (laughs) Right? No. I, I signed up to play ball. I didn't sign up so I could sit on the bench. In fact, <laughs> I forgot to start with this, but I, I taught last Monday to some of the women, Pastor Chris, um, thank you women who came out and joined us. And then I met with Pastor Chris, um, Christy and Pastor Aaron, and um, he said, and would you like, um, you know, all 30, all 30 minutes? Okay, you know Snoopy? It's like, oh, absolutely, I would love to. I've been praying for this. So, you know, that God would allow us to share all that he's doing because we're abiding. We're listening to what he wants us to do. So he's calling you, get off the bench. Get off the bench. In Rwanda, there's reconciliation villages. There was, um, in 1994, There was a genocide. The Hutus killed the Tutsis, 850,000 people. Men, women, and children with machetes, with farming instruments. For three months, this went on until it was stopped in July. Many more people went to prison after that. A reconciliation village is a village where it has perpetrators of the genocide who have been released from prison and survivors living together in the same subdivision. So in 2007, the president made a decree, he made a law. If you repent and confess, you can be released from prison. If you say, yes, I killed your dad and your brother and your uncle and your mom and dad, will you forgive me? You know, we can't, 
Some of us are sitting in prison right now in these chairs. You are sitting in prison because you will not forgive. You are not choosing to forgive your neighbor, to forgive your mom, to forgive your sister who's offended you. And you are sitting right now in that chair in prison. And God is saying, repent. Say, I did it, Lord. I did it. And you will be released. Prison fellowships worked with these men and women in the prison. And they said, you know what? I know of that family. They have a survivor. They have a survivor. Let me bring them. Now, if you repent and confess to that person, say, will you please forgive me? Then I have the opportunity to choose to forgive you. You know, first we have to repent and confess. But we also get that joy in the privilege of saying, of course, I'm stealing from me. I choose to forgive you for killing my family. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we should not walk out these doors with any offense in our heart. So these people in reconciliation villages, um, they are living in community. They're living together. And Cindy's Hope has three schools right now out of seven. We still have four more to go that uh, minister and to disciple these children. Now, at first, I thought it was just schools, but I have to tell you, God is a big, big God. In fact, God is limitless. And the only thing that limits him is you. It's the only thing. The only thing that limits your faith is you. It's your fear. It's your fear that it will shut it down like water on a fire. Because God is calling you to step out and move, and we're like, oh, it's too expensive. I don't know where it is. You want me to build a school? You want me to go to Rwanda? I don't even know where on the map that is. I should have put it up and then nobody would have that excuse. <laughs> I'll show you where it is. <laughs> so God is calling you. We're going to go without the notes. So can, can you show me the next slide, please? This is Cindy's Hope Rwanda. This is the first school. This is little Denise. Denise's mom is in prison and her father has passed away. Go ahead to the next school. She, or slide, she boards. This is one of our other classrooms. You know, when God is calling you to do something hard, he doesn't give you the breakdown. He doesn't say, this is where you're going to get the money. This is how you do it. He says, go that way. I have a friend who trains horses, and she said, Cindy, I want them so well trained, I just touch their shoulder. I just touch his flank, and he moves. I was like, oh, Lord, Anna, I want to hear you so well. Actually, not just hear you, I want to know. I just feel you and I'm moving this way. I hear your word in my heart. I don't want you to be like, Cindy. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. I'm coming this way, Father. Going this way, no problem, I got it. And I don't want to be like that dog. I know you've seen that dog that walks its people. <laughs> you've seen that dog, I don't want to be that. No, Father, I'm so well trained by the Holy Spirit. I'm abiding in you. I'm listening to you. I don't even need a leash. <clears throat> I hear you saying this is the way walking it. Speak now, Cindy. Tell them my word. I don't have to pull you. Just hear me say it. Sometimes the Lord's not always clear. It's like foggy over there. Go this way. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. When Peter saw Jesus walking out on the water, and he says, uh, is that you, Jesus? If it's you, tell me to come. Jesus, if this is you, tell me to go to Rwanda, you tell me to come. Come. 
Here it is, Jesus. Here, can I make my voice sound like a man? Come. Jesus says, come, get out of the boat, people. And keep your eyes on him. Don't look to the right or to the left. Don't look at the waves. Don't think of how much is it going to cost. How am I going to care for all these kids if I have homeschool God? What in the heck? I'm going to warp them. Okay, those are thoughts I've thought. So if they apply to you, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead to the next slide. Here's uh, we're even outside at this school. You'll see different pictures that'll come up because we've outgrown the facilities. We have two schools already built. This one is looking at phase three. We need 10 more classrooms. We have so many people. We only do at Cindy's Hope 14 to one student teacher ratio. So that's way better. But we're, we're outgrowing the space that we have already. We have 164 at this campus. And um, I'm sure you felt this way when COVID hit last year. Like Jesus is coming back now, like today. You get ready, like buckle up, put your seatbelt on, the rapture's happening. And then it was Easter and you're like, well, he already fulfilled that feast, so maybe not yet. But he's coming back and aren't we thinking, why aren't we thinking that all the time? Jesus is coming back. How should I live? How should I behave? Who do I need to tell about him? Because he's coming. He's coming. So we should have that fervor and that passion. At Cindy's Hope, we do outreach every month. And we started off, uh, we go door to door. And then it started to, there's a picture up here of a little girl. She has orange hair. So um, I should have blown it up. It's not quite my orange, but... Um, an African-American, when they are malnutritioned, your body starts pulling the nutrients from your hair and it turns it orange. So you could tell right away that the child's not getting enough food to eat, their stomachs then become distended, um, their, their growth is stunted. So they'll say, I'm eight, and they're only about the size of a five-year-old. Um, so this is little Kezia, they live in a mud house, and I'm, this, this is a mud brick house. It's like, oh my God, give me that little girl. It's straw and mud, and there's bricks, and I'm like, God, give me that little girl. Let me just take her home, Father God. She has, this mom has six kids, six children, no father. I'm like, she won't miss this one, and I have 200 more she doesn't even know. I could do this, I could do one more. And the Lord's like, listen, shh, shh, listen, Cindy. Camp, this was at campus number two. Campus one calls and said, Dr. Cindy, we, instead of going out to their houses, what if we invite the moms and kids to Cindy's Hope? We'll feed them at the school. I'm like, oh, that's great. Now, those of you who count money say, don't go over budget. That was my first words. Don't, don't spend more than we already have, but yes, invite them. Invite them. Go ahead to the, look at this picture. Cindy's Hope and Reliance Church fed 13,500 women and children during COVID from April through um, like the first week of December, 13,500 meals. But then we added men, we added youth, over 100,000 meals were. Do you know not one time, go Jesus, go Jesus. You know, not one time did we run out of food. Not one time. As pastor was praying, you know, we like the organized. We like things in line and in order. And we, as we were doing outreach, there was this very, very thin lady. And we were bringing the food out to her. There's a picture with teacher Maureen up here. 
And um, this lady says, come to my house before I die. I'm like, are we going to her house? No, we're not going to her house. Ugh. Okay, at Cindy's Hope, we have, um, we invite the parents and we want to show them, you know, come, come to Cindy's Hope. We invite parents to come and have tea and biscuits. If you ever come to Rwanda, I won't give you the tea and biscuits because the biscuits are like, but you know, they get stuck. And um, we're inviting these parents to come over and I said, but come to my house for dinner. And the, my other people are like, dinner? I thought we were doing tea and biscuits. No, 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 come to my house for dinner because we're abiding, we're listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say. You want to feed her. You want to take care of these people. Father God, how do we do that? We don't think and get all wrapped up in how much is it going to cost and how are we going to... He's like, walk. Are we going to have enough food for that? He's like, walk. I just want you to walk. I think we have a picture up here. 750 people came for dinner at my house. And it was n messy. <laughs> we never ran out of food. We never ran out of food. All the staff of Cindy's Hope came, and they're serving. Nobody even lost their job this whole time of COVID. They didn't lose their job. They're working. Instead of teaching, reading, and math, and language, now you're serving people. You're loving them. We're teaching the Word of God. And we're sharing all that he, he's coming back. Are you ready? He's coming back. Do you know the word of God says that we are going to lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. And our crowns in 1 Thessalonians 4.19 are the crowns of those we share the gospel with who accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So as we stand before him at the Bema seat, we're going to lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. We want him to say, not only well done, my good and faithful servant, but I've completed the work you've given me to do. Can you I've completed the work you've given me to do. Do you know what God has called you to do? Let me start with that one. Do you know what to use every morning? Plan and purpose. Are you that pink coffee cup that he's supposed to use every morning? Because that is something at the end. We, Lord Jesus, I want authority of the Holy Spirit, amen, and I want to walk in it, in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, amen? So the uh, people are coming, go ahead to the next slide, people are coming at each dinner, we don't just give them dinner, we hear the word of God. So whether they're eating lunch or having a big outreach dinner, we don't just give them dinner, we give them real food and spiritual food. They have to hear about Jesus. They have to hear up there, because sometimes, I talk really, really fast. So I just, in case you weren't on my, my speed, um, I, I put it up there. <laughs> so we have Bible study. Now when we do Bible study, you, we're teaching the word. And the word of God says in Mark, or Matthew 10, it's also in Mark, but Matthew 10, seven and eight, as you go preach, the kingdom of God is here. Raise the dead, cast out demons, ra uh, cleanse the, yeah. We aren't supposed to say tomorrow, I'm going to heal them. Heal them. Cast out demons. You've been commissioned. You've been told. He's telling you to do it. And we are so like, oh, yeah, I'll pray for your friend. And we, so there was a, and it's commanded. He's exhorting us to go out and do it. Um, so there was a photo up there. I don't know if we pass it or not. And we're, we lay hands. We say, um, these women are coming up and I'm ministering to be better. 
Those days also, um, these women are coming up and I'm ministering to the women. Uh, I don't have, have pictures of the, the other staff at Cindy's Hope working and praying, but Emmanuel is the leader of campus number two. And he is there with me and these women have the same things that we have here in America. You know, pray for my children, pray they know you, pray we have enough food, pray I could get a job. My this hurts, my that hurts. Pray for my husband. Pray for my husband. So I look at Emmanuel, like we need men's Bible study. Okay, Lord, I'm abiding. I'm holding on. Lord, what do we do about this? These men need to know you. If the men knew Jesus Christ, these women aren't going to be walking up in so, I was going to say in the hundreds, pray for my husband, pray for my husband, because the, the men will know who their God is. The men will know what God expects of them. They will be, they will be leading their families. Emmanuel, you, you need to teach them. Okay, one of the best parts about working at Cindy's Hope is as I hear from God, then I get to appoint you to do something. So it just like goes down the line like electricity. So they're like, oh, we call it if you come to Cindy's Hope, you've been voluntold. You have been voluntold, you are leading today. Prepare yourself, prepare yourself. You are giving the message. And a man was like, uh, Dr. Cindy, I don't know if they're gonna come. I don't know if these men are gonna come. I said, you know what we do in America? We give them food and Jesus. <laughs> kind of bribe them a little bit, a little bait in the hook. And the men come. And he's like, okay, then, all right, if you say so. I love those guys. They are the best if you come to Rwanda. And Cindy's Hope, the staff is the best. They love Jesus. They love Jesus. So they start, they're like, we need for food. This is how much money we need for food. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, this is how much money we need for food. Just pass the bill up. Do you know that your God, your daddy owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. He, he's got it all. He said, Cindy, you have not because you asked not. You didn't ask me. And there's no streets of dirt in heaven, just so you know. Even though I'm walking them in Rwanda, my daddy has streets of gold. He has all that I need according to his riches and glory. So if I need something, I ask. I just take the, goes this way. Father God, we need food. And to feed this many people, this is how much we need. And he brings it. Not one time have we ran out of food. Never at Cindy's Hope. In all these years, 15 years, we've never run out of food. Every bill is paid. Every staff, there's like 100 people at Cindy's Hope. Amen. Actually, 100 paid staff at Cindy's Hope. But we're feeding hundreds of thousands of people that the Lord feeds through you, through him, through his people. There's nothing that he cannot do. There's nothing. 12, and I'm like, yeah. Let's start the men's Bible study. We start off with a few. We got 12, and they're like, 12. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know about if you can tell yet, but I don't think small. And no is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> you cannot say no. You cannot get there. Yes, I can. I'll go around. I'll go over. I'll go under. I'll, I'm going to get there. Jesus has called us. There is no no. There's no no. We start off with 13, 35, 62, 90. All three campuses are doing men's Bible study. Go, Jesus. 
Do you know when the man is the leader in the house, when the man comes to Christ first and leads the family, the rest of them come to know him. Amen? Guys, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you to lead your families, to love your wives, to take care of your kids. It is, that it was what Satan, rejoicing. No way. So the, the men that are at Cindy's Hope, they are rejoicing. No way. They're, look at all these men that are coming. In fact, uh, rejoicing until we got arrested. But they were still, <laughs> they were still rejoicing. The last text, uh, Dr. Cindy, I'm going to prison. You won't receive a text for a little while. You're like, okay, <laughs> let me pray for you. Actually, it was a little more panicky than that. Oh my gosh, God. We had too many people gathered for men's Bible study. Even though we're feeding, we had too many people. Emmanuel went to prison. He was released after maybe three or four hours. But again, in December, this Emmanuel was like July, August, 19 people at Cindy's Hope are arrested of my people, praying together for somebody who's going to um, have surgery the next day. Are you bold enough to stand up and pray for your people to gather when the government says don't gather, don't preach the word? Are you bold enough to stand up and say, no, God, I will do it anyway. These 19 men and women of Cindy's Hope went to prison. They slept there even. So that text message, okay, the schools are around the perimeter. So where I live is like an hour and a half away. So it's not, I, could, I can't go save them, get them out. All you could do is pray. So they, they slept there. They got out the next morning. But that text message said, uh, we're going to be late for work tomorrow. <laughs> 19 of us are in jail. So you're like, oh, Father, God. And yet, there's another picture a little bit further where um, we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. The laws in Rwanda change about every three weeks <laughs> where you can gather, not gather, pray, don't pray. You can go to church, but only 30 of you. But we're still meeting Monday through Saturday. Hundreds and hundreds of people, all three campuses. We're only closed on Sunday when there's not supposed to be any church. No problem. We'll go Monday through Saturday. I'm obeying. I'm obeying. We do not have church on Sunday, but we have it Monday through Saturday. So, see? Yeah. No problem. We even have the youth. Actually, Thanksgiving dinner, the food uh, a little bit further this way. So we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner that we've, um, the community, the people of Cindy's Hope have been able to serve these people and serve their communities. And this is at campus number two. And as I was saying, the laws move back and forth. Yes, it's this one. And the night, the morning, like they tell you like at 2 a.m. And then when you wake up and look at your phone because they send you on Twitter <laughs> what the new law is, then you have to abide by it like immediately. You know, uh, Sedgwick County's on lockdown. Don't go visit here. You know, you just have to, it's immediate, whatever it says. So the morning, this morning, it was no more gathering, no more big groups. And so the, t uh, the guy over this campus, Andrew, is number three, and he's texting, what are we going to do? We have lockdown again. We're not supposed to gather. And I go back to the Lord. Okay, you have to be abiding. You have to know what the Holy Spirit says. What are we going to do? Actually, first, you're afraid. Remember what I told you what fear does? It puts water on that faith. 
You don't have faith anymore. As soon as you get in fear, it's like the engine goes off. It will go off. You could be like Peter and you start to sink because you look around. Oh gosh, go to sleep in jail. Yeah, I'm thinking this time, won't that be fun? I don't think I want to go to sleep in jail. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm like, let me text you right back. It's 5 a.m. and I'm, you have all those thoughts. You know, not only as a leader, but Jesus Christ is calling you to be bold and very courageous. Have I not come? Are you too afraid to preach the gospel that you're for you? I keep you in all your ways. Are you too afraid to preach the gospel that you're going to get arrested? No, Jesus. Here am I. Send me. Pick me. Go before. <laughs> I think we're ready. We took communion before. We had a police station. There's a police post not far from where we meet, and they're like, um, by the way, you remember the police post down there? <laughs> they, they have another emergency far, far away, God. We had, we weren't arrested. <laughs> Amen, praise God. We had 300 and about, about 300 people show up instead of the 1,000 plus we were expecting. Are you abiding in the Holy Spirit? Are you bold and courageous? Are you ready to hear what the Lord is calling you to do? Or are you afraid? Are you sitting back thinking, God, I can't go. I can't afford it. I don't have the money. I don't even know where in the world that is. I'm not a teacher anyway. How can I do that? You know, God doesn't ask you all of those things. He says, are you willing? Do you believe? That's all he requires of you believe on the word to believe him that all things are possible for him who believes all things all provision all health all protection and we are called to be strong in the lord and the power of his might and we hide at home and we say you go cindy we'll send you money god is calling each and every one of us he's calling each and every one of you to get out of those pews to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to hear him say, this is the way walking it. I want you to go to your neighborhood, go to your family. I want you to forgive and be cleansed. Whether I'm calling you to Rwanda or down the street, he's created you for a plan and a purpose, and he wants to use you. Say, Lord, let me be the cup you choose today. Let me be an instrument, a vessel of honor for the master's use, that you pick me, choose me, Father, because I want to go before you. May my life bring you glory and honor and praise with all that I do, Father God. May it be your prayer today. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.